0: After working as a school teacher and owning her own photography studio, Jenny Fitz found another passion, connecting up-and-coming female entrepreneurs from around the world with experts in that field who can mentor them. And that's when the female entrepreneur and mentorship movement, known as Femme International, was born.
1: Um, I just decided that I want to really support other female entrepreneurs around the world. I felt like there was a few years where I was in a very toxic environment and I wasn't being supported, so I... You know, when I start to meet women who are uplifting each other and who are really, um, you know, you you celebrate your differences and your successes. And the energy level was much greater and way more incredible that uh, I wanted to do that instead. So that's sort of where it started. (laughs) And then it just snowballed (laughs) into all this other stuff.
0: Jenny has also co-written a book awaken your inner hero which features 50 stories about kids from across canada who've done some amazing things jenny has also co-founded an organization called the hero intelligence agency which is designed to give youth a platform to have their voices heard and inspire other young people jenny Fitz talks about empowering women mentorship and the importance of being an authentic leader the very multi-talented Jenny Fitz on this episode of Run It Like a Girl.
2: I'm really excited today that uh, it's finally here that uh, Jenny Fitz is in my my dining room. Um, Jenny is the uh, founder of Femme International and the co-founder of the Hero Intelligence Agency. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us for an episode of Run It Like a Girl. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. So, I, I, so Femme International... I'd love to hear about that and kind of how you got started in that. What was your what was your reasoning and just uh, all the all the great things that you're doing?
1: Uh, well, as you know, I, many ideas come in many different ways and uh, unexpected circumstances. So for uh, years, well, when I went to university, actually, I wanted to go into marketing. That was my big goal. And then I decided I wanted to be a teacher. So I went into a teacher's college and uh, from there I taught in the UK and, and I was school in the states and I came back to Ontario and I taught in Quebec as well and and I did that for many years and um, felt like that wasn't a a true passion and calling for me I did enjoy doing it but photography was another big thing for me so uh, I started a full-time photography studio in community in Napanee and did that for many many years and I found uh, one thing that I also really loved during that time was event planning and connecting with women and hearing what they were already doing and uh, these incredible women like uh, Denise Duffield-Thomas in Australia and um, coming up with uh, a program that she was on, she was on welfare, she had nothing, she would go to these conferences with no money and um, would sit in the parking lot and have McDonald's for lunch because she couldn't afford to buy the lunch at the conference and, uh, but she would go and get, you know, the information that was needed and, and, uh, You know, she started a plan and just hearing... And then now she's a multi-million dollar entrepreneur um, offering programs to women around the world. And so just stories like that. So when I started connecting with these women, um, it became really clear to me that I felt like I was living in a bubble. I felt like I was in a small town and that uh, I lost sight of what was happening in the world. And so I just... I was also really burnt out with what I was doing. I was working all the time. I had two young kids. And um, so I decided to... Do something completely different. Um, it was about 12 years of the full-time business pretty much and uh, I started to reach out to women and for one one of the first ones I reached out to was this Denise Duffield Thomas in Australia and so when she wrote me back I was like wow you know you you see these women online and, and you think that they're unreachable and that they're uh, disconnected from young entrepreneurs who are just starting out and not really knowing what they're doing and I just emailed her one night and uh, we were in the middle of selling our house, it took, uh, it was over 15 months, and the house wasn't selling, and um, I was in a lot of debt. I had done renovations on a building, and that fell through, and and uh, so basically, I was at my wit's end, and I knew I needed a change in my life, and I reached out to her, and she brought me back, and from then on, I was like, I'm going to start something completely different from the photography business, and we were golfing one day, and I don't know where Femme came from. I couldn't tell you exactly where that <laughs> sprung from, but um, I just decided that... I want to really support other female entrepreneurs around the world. I felt like there was a few years where I was in a very toxic environment and I wasn't being supported. So I, you know, when I start to meet women who are uplifting each other and who are really, um, you know, you, you celebrate your differences and your successes and the energy level was much greater and way more incredible that uh, I wanted to do that instead. So that's sort of where it started. <laughs> and amazing. then it just snowballed and, <laughs> and all it's this amazing. other stuff.
2: You know, it's yes. funny that you say that, because that's one thing uh, that I found, too. Even, um, I, th- I think it was actually my brother that reached out to you, and I think it was on Facebook. And just mm-hmm. people, you responded.
0: And, yeah. And that was yeah. that was
2: amazing to us. We're like, yeah. oh, look, Jennings responded. And within, like, a very short window of time. So yeah. I think that um, people want to help.
1: Yeah, they do. Yeah. yeah. They want to do. And, and there's so much abundance to go around. So instead of looking at it like it's a competition or that... Um, you know, somebody is too good for somebody else or somebody is better than somebody else. Like I, uh, for example, was in New York City and I was volunteering at this breakfast, this mentor breakfast. And um, I knew it was a big deal, but I didn't realize I I met Marie Forleo, Danielle LaPorte, um, Kimra Luna, Selena Sue. Like I just kept meeting all of these incredible women coming into this breakfast and they were all so candid and down to earth and authentic. And you know social media can can really portray some people in a certain light and i've met many of those women as well who are not their true authentic self like they they portray a certain way online and when you meet them in person you know they might be suffering from depression and anxiety but they can hide it very well um online and it's uh, it's it's so interesting mm-hmm.
2: yeah yeah i mean i think social media has allowed people um to, to create C- completely new personas. Oh yeah, of, totally. Of yeah. You could be,
1: you can be somebody completely different yeah. then. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Because you're right. I think, um, authenticity can't be faked. It mm-hmm. can be on a social media account, mm-hmm. but once you're in person, uh, authenticity is something that has to be, it has to be real and has to be who you are, or oh, yeah. it very quickly would start to break down. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Very true.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I would, uh, I would love to get your thoughts because your whole, you know, vision to inspire and embolden youth, youth and women mm-hmm. around the world to create positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you do that? How do you
1: how do you empower women to have a voice at the table? So for me, it's really uh, you know going back to being authentic. It's 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 reaching out to these women who want to be successful in a certain way. So let's say they, for example, want to start um, an online network marketing business or something. Um, and it's connecting with them and saying to them, okay, well, I already know these professionals who are in this field and they're, you know, out of Washington DC, but here's their contact information. You know, they are connecting them on an email together and saying, you know, this person started with literally nothing. Look how successful they are now. Like you can't look at your own life and, and think that you're not capable of doing something or that you're not capable of great success, right? You can come from many, many entrepreneurs, like come from absolutely nothing and they strive to be their best self and they become successful. Uh, so it was really reaching out to the, these people and, and then people would start to reach out to me um, asking for connections and asking if I could connect them with so-and-so or if they could, um, I might be at an event and introduce people and things like that. And I had one woman call me the conduit. She said that you're the conduit between, uh, you know, because for me it's not, I don't necessarily want to be the one that's in the spotlight. I see all of these other women and young girls and even young boys that are doing these incredible, amazing things. And I want to put them, give them the platform so that they can express what they're doing and inspire other people to do. Like it's, it's not just one person inspiring other people. It's bringing together, you know, a global movement, inspiring everybody. So with that, um, connecting with Tammy and Susan, I happened to be asked to write a chapter for a book as a co author. And I met um, these other two women, Susan and Tammy, in uh, London, Ontario at the book launch. We were all in the book together and uh, we co founded the Hero Intelligence Agency. So, with that, um, that's really giving youth the platform and the, the opportunity for them to use their voices to inspire other youth. Wow. So, I'm doing that as well. Yeah. So, that's, uh, that sounds like a pretty incredible project as well. So, um,
2: so what, where is that at now? What are,
1: so we are just, uh, it's going to the publisher, Belboa Press, our first volume. So it's a book called Awaken Your Inner Hero. And what it is, is taking 50 stories from youth across Canada. And these are kids that, for example, um, Faith Dickinson is 14 years old and, uh, her aunt was suffering from cancer. And so she made her blanket because her aunt was cold. So she created Cuddles for cancer and, uh, you know, long story short, Faith was just invited to the royal wedding and she's from Peterborough. So, you know, hearing her story. And then we have um, Autumn Peltier, who is a young indigenous girl who is fighting for clean water and uh, she won the Governor General Award and she's like 14 years old. And we have uh, Zach Hofer, who ran from Barrie to Ottawa, raising money for youth mental health awareness. Uh, and, you know, at 12 years old, he raised over $110,000. And we have, uh, you know, a little girl who's four years old has Down syndrome, and her mom, they have the Happy Soul Project, and her mom makes capes for, her mom and a whole group of people make capes for kids who are suffering from terminal illnesses. Uh, you know, we have, oh, I just, you know, you think back to to when you were a teenager, and you really wonder what you were doing with your life. And, you know, I look at so many kids now, you know, they're suffering from anxiety and depression and uh, suicidal thoughts, or, or and or are committing suicide, and, you know, why, where, when does that happen that the young, happy, innocent child goes from being that child to so unhappy that they can't even live with themselves? Like where we're, I've had this conversation many times. We're trying to figure out where that age level is. So for me, um, a couple years ago, I, I started to develop a mentorship program for grade seven, eight students in the schools, and it's still in the works. It's still being worked on. Um, there's a lot of red tape, by, with the schools and uh, bringing it, and there was a, a turnover with some of the teachers that I was um, collaborating with, so um, I do want to get that into the school Still, I think that that's a very important age before kids go off to high school, and um, connecting those students at grade seven, eight with you know other kids who've gone through the same thing, or you know these inspiring kids, these youth heroes that we're we're talking about and what they've done. But we also have a boy who's autistic in our in our book who is graduating high school, and you know he didn't think that was ever going to happen for him, and we have like. If we can connect these kids with uh, somebody who can inspire them, then I think that we could change the lives of so many. So
2: absolutely, and I think uh, you know, there's not a lack of people out there who want to help, mm-hmm. who want to make a difference, and all the amazing things that you're talking about from these youth that you've been uh, featuring. To um, there's just so many remarkable things there, and I think it's back to your further point: it's just not a competition, no. right? Like, no, think it's... of what could be done if we all just support each other. And not worry about, yeah. like, the credit or the, like, what's mm-hmm. happening, but really build a a, mov- a movement, I guess. Or a...
1: Yeah, totally. Move. I think that, I don't know what it's going to take for us all to realize that we, this is, we only have one planet, and we're all in this together. Yeah. No matter what happens in the world, this, we're all in it together. It's not, uh, it's not anybody in it for themselves, you know, so absolutely
2: and you know I think uh, I think we've kind of talked about this but I'd love your thoughts so we were talking about authenticity a little bit ago um, what do you say th- what does it mean to you to be an authentic leader
1: you know like we were saying you can put a facade up and you can have a social media account that with tens of thousands of followers and you can have uh, you know millions of dollars in your bank account or whatever but if you're if you're not your true self you're never going to be your true self until you discover that really like I I think that it's um it's really sad. It makes me really sad for a lot of people that I've met. That, uh, and I think they want to be a certain way. And I think that if people just stop holding themselves back, and uh, we said a little bit earlier, you know, I, realizing that it comes from within. So when you can discover that inner happiness, I think that that's what you can project. That's
2: everyone once. becomes authentic. I guess. I
1: think so. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it's related to happiness for sure. I think that it's well, you know, I shouldn't say that because I do know a lot of. Um, people that their platform is talking about their, their mental health issues that they're suffering from. And yeah. they're relating to so many people and they're helping people because they're openly talking about yeah. it. Um, but, and that could be authentic for, they, they could be totally authentic doing that. But for me, I feel like to be an authentic leader, I think that you have to have something to back it up. I think that you can't just portray a certain way. I think that you have to actually follow through with your actions and, and I don't know. It's more than just saying
2: it. It's more than just it's saying, saying it. Living it or yeah, doing it. Living it and
1: showing it living it and yeah, practicing it and, and giving back, I think, yeah. too. Yeah.
2: So what about yourself? Have you do you have mentors? Like are there people that or is it like what is mentorship
1: for you? Oh, I I have so many mentors. I there's so many people that I've met in many, many different walks of life that uh you know, one, one very inspiring woman for me is, um, is my friend Cheryl, who's in her seventies and she just started a uh, fashion business
2: Amazing, <laughs> and, she's, she's in her,
1: and she's in her seventies. So, um, she was an educator for years and, uh, I call her um, about pretty much everything and ask her ideas and get her, she's had businesses in the past. She's from a, a fashion background and, um, you know, and as teacher as well. So there's a lot of things that we can relate on. So I do call her for a lot of, a lot of advice. um, And she's definitely helpful that way. But I've also met um, so many people that I just, you get different things from different people, I think. And I think that it's, you can take away so many important, important aspects of that. Yeah.
2: So I guess I'd love to ask you if, if all of a sudden I disappeared and I was a 20 year old you, What kind of conversation do you think you'd have or what advice would you be uh, giving yourself?
1: What I would have said to my 20-year-old self is um, that it's none of your business what other people think of you. And I think, honestly, I think that if teenagers heard that or, you know, young adults heard that, that, um, yeah, it's... I wish that somebody had told me um, it's okay to take risks and that, you know, there are going to be people who might have a toxic attitude or might, uh, you know, want to be around you for the wrong reasons and that that's okay for you to still be yourself and for you to separate yourself from that. Um, and that nobody's going to look badly upon you or you're not going to be shamed in any way or humiliated. And, and even if you are, it's okay. And that you can get through that. I think that that's advice. that would be, yeah, I would definitely give that advice.
2: I think it's funny, you know, like you can have a hundred people say wonderful things about you, but it only takes one to say something not so nice and I think you're right. I think it's about not letting that one take mm-hmm. away from the hundred. Yeah. letting it affect you, your yeah. core. Yeah. Because I know uh, if I think back to, you know, a few things that I remember, like clearly mm-hmm. remember, mm-hmm. they're not always the nice things, right? Like, know, right? Like maybe someone hurting my feelings in school or, or something that's happened. Right. So I think if you can instill that in someone at a young age yeah. that... You know, who cares? What does
1: it matter? What does it matter? I, in the grand scheme of things, it's like, why do we have that memory? Why are those memories what pops up for us? Yeah. Are those bad experiences or those bad memories? Why is that something that we carry with us? So it's it's learning to let go. Well,
2: Jenny, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to drive all the way down here and to sit with me and chat. It's been absolutely wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for having me.
0: Run It Like a Girl is hosted by Bonnie Moak. Brian Long is the producer, web design and technical assistance provided by Dan Moak, and music courtesy of the talented Brooklyn Gillichuk. On the next episode of Run It Like a Girl, Teresa McBath started into the working world as the director of publicity and promotions for a broadcasting company before switching gears and diving into the world of communications and public relations. She's now the Director of Strategy Management and Communications at Kingston Health Sciences Center. Teresa Macbeth, on the next episode of Run It Like a Girl.